know. You've been waiting for the launch of season four of the storage papers. I know Jeremy's just finalizing some things before he pushes the season premiere out to you all, so I thought I'd take some time to discuss a few things in the meantime. You know, to help him out a little. He gets a lot of questions about the show, and I'm pretty sure I can answer a few common ones before he gets the ball rolling with season four. I can also recap some important events between seasons, so you're primed and ready once season four goes live. And here's a necessary disclaimer. If you're not caught up with the show, you might hear some spoilers in here. So stop now if you don't want to hear any information about the first three seasons of the storage papers. There have been some questions and comments about important characters and events that have unfolded. Some of those questions have been able to be answered in previous live streams directly to those asking the questions, but others, well, at this point in the story, Jeremy is still putting several things together, though he's gotten some insights along the way, and he's even managed to gain some allies. You see, when Jeremy found the papers, he was more of a paranormal enthusiast with some experience doing investigations. He has a wife and two children who don't necessarily share his enthusiasm for the unexplainable. Throughout much of the show so far, he's managed to keep them separate from what's been happening. But there's always been a fine line between the documents he's looking into and how they have personally affected him. Eventually, he may not have the luxury of separating his personal life from his newfound interest. Probably his closest ally is Brienne Scanlon. She has also been wrapped up in the overarching story, mainly because she was once dating Malcolm Foy, who we all know was at one point being somehow controlled by what is believed to be a demonic entity that the team refers to as the Grinner. Brienne is a nurse by trade, but she's also technologically savvy and overall pretty bad when it comes to the use of her abilities, though she may not realize the power she wields. She has a tendency to be very private about her personal topics as well, especially after her brother Benjamin Scanlon sacrificed his life in an effort to stop the Grinner. And then there's Ron Hammond, the original owner of the papers. He's a wild card, even to me. We don't know too much about Ron just yet, and he has a tendency to share as little information as possible, which has Jeremy questioning his motives. We know he's a former law enforcement officer, and there was an event that occurred which ended his career early and caused him to become a private investigator. We don't know why he stopped paying his storage bill, which eventually led to the auction that Jeremy won in order to transfer ownership. There are some things about his behavior that don't necessarily make much sense. But so far, he's been in alignment with Jeremy's goals of producing the podcast and supports making a majority of the information contained within the papers public. That said, there is evidence Jeremy possesses that he may be working for Hydra. What a sneaky, sneaky man. 
Detective Mark Anderson is another person that Jeremy regularly interacts with. He brings with him the ability to utilize resources of law enforcement, and he's a lifelong friend of Ron, though how they became affiliated is somewhat unclear at this point. He also happens to vouch for Ron when things get a little questionable, so it's obvious he trusts him. Anderson began his own separate podcast called Unwanted Places. The five-part series, entitled Malice, is available on Patreon now. And according to Jeremy's calendar, the conclusion should be going live on May 29th. Anderson has become quite the trusted confidant of Jeremy's, and has done a lot to support the podcast behind the scenes. He's trustworthy, honorable, and has a real respect for the law. He's your regular Johnny Dugood. Malcolm Foy is another character with seemingly unpredictable motives, and I find him interesting. The only person who knows him, and not the demonic presence inhabiting his body, is Brienne. And still, she doesn't know how much of her interactions were with the real Malcolm versus the Grinner. At the end of season two, Jeremy was directed by Ron to carve a star into his chest in an effort to subdue the Grinner, so he has a bit of a grudge at this point. Understandably so. It's unclear if his body was inhabited by the Grinner by choice, or if he was somehow coerced into allowing that to happen. Either way, I'll be watching Malcolm closely. We also briefly met Dr. Adira Patel in Season 3. She's an authority figure in Hydra and SCIC, a scientific civilian contractor that often aligns with the military and some government black projects. We don't yet know how high in the ranks she is, but she is smart, manipulative, and seems to know more about the things Jeremy is looking into with the papers than he's aware of at least at the moment. She has a way of being threatening without directly coming out and saying it, and as a result, she can be quite intimidating. Jeremy would do well to keep a distance from this one. Looking ahead, the story is evolving in such a way that the podcast Jeremy set out to begin back in season one, with the sharing of individual stories contained within the papers, seemingly unrelated, is no longer just other people's stories to share. Jeremy, as you know, has found himself wrapped up in some stories of his own. The sheer volume of information that Jeremy collected when he acquired the papers has been overwhelming for him, but now that he's had some time to glance at most of them, he is working hard to organize them. As a result of those efforts... He's been able to put some pieces together more efficiently. There have been a few questions about motive as it relates to Jeremy at this point in the story. And I can assume, based on his ramblings in those journals of his, that he simply feels a deep drive to pursue the truth. Sure, it helps that the papers talk about things going on in and around where he lives. But it's something more than that. He can't necessarily put his finger on just yet. His involvement does take a toll on him and his personal relationships. He 
is trying very hard to keep his personal life out of the podcast, which admittedly is kind of a flaw of his, since he's so willing to share the names of others from the documents, as well as their frightening encounters. What is it they say about curiosity and the cat, Jeremy? While season four will continue to try to make sense of some of the papers in his possession, I have it in good faith that there's going to be some additional resources brought about by some other key players. Jeremy will become even more immersed in the overall scheme unfolding as he dives deeper into the world of the unexplained about him. But there's always a cost for continuing, and I'm confident Jeremy is going to be exploring some of that going forward, despite the price. Oh, and I should point out that Season 3 ended with somewhat of a puzzle. Credit must be given to the listeners of the Storage Papers Discord server for solving it, along with the help of Fourth Trumpet on Twitter, which led to some documents that I can only suspect might have something to do with the next season. The Discord server was made public, and listeners there discussed the show and used some other useful wiki features for some of our major characters as well. There will be a link to the Discord server in the show notes if you'd like to join the conversation. A few people have asked what happened to the writing contest winners. Well, I know for a fact that Jeremy has special plans for those stories in Season 4. The season he's planning is going to consist of 20 full-length episodes again, but he's going to take a break after the first 10, when he will present to you the writing contest stories fully produced. Then he'll put out the last 10 episodes of the season following. One more common question he gets involves an overarching plot, and which episodes are important to it. Well, there's definitely an overarching plot. The fact that I'm here explaining this to you may serve as proof. Essentially, all of the episodes are related in some way, but going into season four, there's a lot of emphasis on some of the main characters, so anything involving Brienne, his grandfather Joseph Foy, Ron Hammond, and Detective Anderson, of course, are the ones you want to pay attention to. And when I say Malcolm, you might as well include the Grinner, who was one and the same as Malcolm for some time up until the end of Season 2. I would theorize that important episodes begin as early as Season 1, and it's hard to pick which ones have more emphasis going to want to start Season 4 until you're completely caught up. Another very common question is, what exactly is Project Hydra? (laughs) At this point in the story, you don't have a lot to go on. I can tell you there are specific research areas within it, but no one knows how it's funded or organized. We do know that the information is highly compartmentalized within do outsource some of their work to government contractors like SCIC, the organization that Dr. Nadira Patel either currently works for or once did. There was speculation put forward by some and shared by Jeremy that Hydra has pre-World War II origins, but he hasn't necessarily found anything within the papers to confirm that. We only know that many of the documents in Jeremy's possession symbols on them, 
Some we haven't necessarily explored yet in the context of the story. But all of them seem to pertain to some kind of categorization of the document's contents. It's extremely important to clarify that throughout the entire first three seasons, Jeremy has received information from listeners claiming to have inside information about Hydra and some of the documents he's looked into. He rarely shares that information, though, unless he can find corroborating evidence within the papers that back some of the stories. At this point, he's received over 50 voice messages and hundreds of emails from people claiming to have insight into the matters discussed on his podcast, but he's only really shared two or three pieces of information that, thus far, have coincided with any information he could reference. While he may sometimes ask the audience for help, or if they know anything about any particular events discussed, it seems to be really overwhelming for him due to the sheer amount of information he has to sift through. As the end of May approaches, Jeremy has plans to share more information about the launch date for Season 4, so make sure you're following the Storage Papers social media accounts on Twitter or Instagram at Storage Papers, or join the Facebook group and the Discord server to stay up to date. Again, there will be links in the show notes for this episode to all of these. And if you'd like to support the show financially and get some extra content in the meantime, Jeremy and Mark Anderson would appreciate it if you go over to patreon.com slash grinnermedia and become a curator. Thanks for listening. And Jeremy, I hope you don't mind that I hijacked your little audio feed. And you're welcome. Welcome.